In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly King, Paraclete, Spirit of Truth, You who are everywhere present and fill all things, Treasury of all that is good, Master of life, come, dwell within us, cleanse us from all stain, and save our souls, O good one. Mary, cause of our joy, pray for us. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We're going to begin looking at chapter 14 in John's Gospel. We finished at 13, whose heart was the uh, washing of the disciples' feet and the betrayal of Judas and the, and the uh, prophecy of Peter's betrayal. So to setting the scene, and that our Lord's diaconia, his service in giving his life, you see, is what uh, cleanses us. And then there are two traitors, and then there are different reactions. Judas, who kills himself, and Peter, who repents and becomes the first pope. Now, in chapter 14, we begin discourse proper. This is our Lord's discourse. And um, we'll see that there's some uh, uh, difference of opinion about where they, these, these chapters 14 down to 7 dwell, down to the end of 16, how they should be divided. But for our purposes right now, it'll be 14, 1 to 31, and then 15, and then 16. Um, all right. So our Lord starts off, Your heart should not be troubled. Believe in God, or you believe in God, and believe in me. Now, belief is a yielding, but it's also a movement. Uh, there are two words in Greek for in. One, is, is dynamic, into. Other, n, is uh, more static. Here, this movement of faith, and this is very often the case in John, is the, the one that implies movement. Pistevity, is. You believe, is, teon. Your, your act of faith terminates in God. That's why it's theological. Because that means touching God. Well, it means theos logico. And so, uh, you believe this is going to be the discourse. Huh? It's on love, it's on many things, but the theme is believe. Now, believe is a yielding to the truth. The truth is presented, and we can yield to it or harden ourselves against it. And we can do that at every level of our Christian life. We can be going along as a nice Sunday golfer, you know, Christian, and the Lord calls us to a deeper walk of faith, and we don't go. Those who go finally wound up, wind up in complete transforming union with God. That's a successful Christian. Somebody who let the Holy Spirit have his way all the way through their lives. So, it says here, see, believe in God, pistevite istonteon, into God, as it were, and believe iseme, into me, touch me, move into me. Okay. And now we begin uh, 
this uh, fascinating, difficult section. Uh, but I think some modern research has helped. Huh? It says, in the house of my father, there are many dwelling places. Now, he's already called the temple his father's house in chapter 2. Do not make my father's house a marketplace. But it's in that very place also that he says, destroy this temple and I'll build it up again. And he meant his body. So, this word, Ikea house, has many overtones. Uh, see, if this were not the case, uh, if not, I would have told you. Uh, or would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? If there weren't room, places, why would I tell you I'm going to prepare a place? Now this brings us to uh, a powerful place. We could speak of the house of David and mean the house he lives in. Or we could speak of meaning the house of David, his family. This word, in this context, is his family. My father's house. Huh? Uh, there are many places. Huh? Uh, now, I want to just show you for your own rejoicing, I would suppose, how good hard work, reading all the texts, getting to know the tradition, can help us with a thing like this. You see, um, there are translations into Aramaic of the Gospels, of, of the uh, Old Testament. And they represent a traditional understanding of the Hebrew text. Um, they're called Targum, which just means translation in modern Hebrew. Give me that translation. Um, so, we have precious manuscripts now in Aramaic. Uh, their dating is controverted, but in this culture, even if the paper we have is from a later date, the text could be from a very earlier date and represent a still earlier tradition. Um, there's something interesting going on here, you see. Uh, he says in the next line, you see, there are many mansions. If there were not, what I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you. Now, it just so happens that in two places in uh, the... Uh, uh, Old Testament, this notion of preparing a place is used and is very interesting. Uh, in the Hebrew text, remember we're talking about how this Aramaic translation reflects a traditional understanding of the Hebrew text. That's why we're doing this. My presence will go with you and I will give you rest. That's the, the Hebrew text of Exodus 33, 14. When it's translated into Aramaic, into this Targum, it becomes more flowery. The glory of my Shekinah, uh, my dwelling tent, 
will accompany amongst you and will prepare a place for you. Now you see, uh, I will go, and now it's the glory of my Shekinah. And in another place, and the ark of the covenant of the Lord went before them three days' journey to seek out a resting place for them. That's the Hebrew text um, from Numbers 10.33. When it's translated into our um, Aramaic, it comes, and the ark of the covenant journeyed before them a three days' journey, journeying distance to prepare for them a place, a place of encampment, okay? So you see, the notion that Jesus, therefore, is the kabod. He's going ahead of them to prepare a place. Huh? Uh, and uh, the house is the Father's house. That is, like Jacob's house, the Father's house. It's the family. It's all those who belong to the Father make the Father's house. And they are being led to their dwelling place by the very glory of God going ahead of them. Now we can see that when looking at the vocabulary used in the Targumim, which reflects a traditional way of expressing this mystery of the, the Kabod, the glory, the Shekinah, the cloud, going ahead of them to prepare a place for them. Jesus is going ahead to prepare a place for us, and we will all be the Father's house. I find that fascinating. It, it, you see how it clears up something for us, and it's these... Now this happens to be what's called the Targum Neophyti. It was sitting in the Vatican Library, maybe since the 15th century. And in the 20th century, Alejandro Diaz Macho, a um, Barcelonian priest, looked at it closely. He was studying it, it was his field. Uh, a lovely man, Alejandro Diaz Macho. I asked him before the book of Deuteronomy was, was finally published like this, and I needed something from it. So I wrote him. I was a stranger to him. And I said, uh, could you let me see some pages of that? I need it for what I'm working on. He sent me the whole thing. That's the kind of man he was. Anyway, he discovered this manuscript. It's big. These are only two of the four or five volumes. Um, and, uh, of course, there's French and Spanish and an English translation in here as well. But, um, and it's an old Targum. Copied over, of course, the manuscript that we, paper that we have is not that old. But the tradition is, the, the document, just copied over. And it shows us this uh, mindset that I've just been talking about, okay? Uh, so, if I go ahead of you, I will prepare a place for you. Just like the Kavod, right? The Shekinah. Uh, again, I will come and I will take you to myself. Our Lord is talking now about his passion. I'm going on ahead of you, but then I'll come back and I'll take you with me. This is a promise. But I have to go ahead of you. I have to go through the cross and resurrection so that you can be my Father's house forever, the house of God. You see the overtones, therefore, when our Lord said this in the beginning, destroy this temple and in three days I'll rebuild it. 
He said it of the temple of his body, but even there, not just his body, but the house which we make. Um, so that where I am, you may be also. Um, you see, I will take you near me. Uh, and where I go, you know the way. Now, of course, Thomas, who's always doing things like this, speaks up. Lord, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? Now we have this famous statement of Jesus. Huh? I am the way. I am the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you knew me, then you would know the Father. And from now on, you do know him and have seen him. Now that's very challenging. Uh, Philip finally says, one is going to say, we don't know the way. The other is going to say, just show us the Father. That'll be enough. And Jesus says, Philip, if you really see me, you see the Father. And um, after the break, we're going to work on those uh, terms. But can you see the depth of this teaching that we're meant to take into ourselves? This is not like um, a course in the Bible we're doing. It's the Word of God addressed to us now as we read it. You see? So with a little help from research, you know, for people like myself who have been given the vocation to be studying this all their life, I started, oh gosh, I started when I was 20, I guess, really. So I've been a long time and a great blessing. So we'll take the break now, and then uh, I'll come back and look at these texts.